It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on Toginet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Welcome, everyone, and thank you for being with me this evening. Tonight I'm going to be doing a solo uh, presentation. And what I'm going to be covering tonight are what I refer to as the sex in the news, the things that I look at and I go, some of them are like, oh, thank God, they finally started talking about this. Others where I go, you're kidding. And others that make me go sideways. And actually, the one that made me go sideways, what happened to be on my birthday, imagine that, something that would bother you on your birthday. And it was a release from a, a group out of Ohio who had done a study. So I'm going to cover that in just a moment. But what I'm going to go over is sex in the news. I'm going to tie back in some things from last week when I was speaking. My guest was Fiona Fine with Goddess Connections. And what I'd like to do is go over again a little more slowly and actually in a little more detail when I spoke of how to do manual techniques. And what I'm going to also do is I'm going to do manual that is for both women and for men because I will tell you one of the things that often happens is people are not being touched the way that they prefer, and that is huge. Then I'm going to, again, talking about the, the sex in the news, and then I'm going to talk about seduction meals. And the reason for that is that I'm going to be putting some blogs up and some writing on a friend's uh, website called Orna Bakes, and that's O-R-N-A Bakes. And her name is Orna Perkin, and she has a phenomenal background of the body image and as a you know tremendously, hugely talented singer, but she was very heavy, and that impacted her ability to get roles, and it also impacted, you know, for her, her, you know, how she felt about herself, how she felt connected. And then what she did is she started doing the uh, Weight Watchers. And she said, listen, you know, any potato, I think she said any potato can, you know, count points. But what we also spoke about, because Orna is a friend of mine, is that when you are going through that and you do lose weight, there's also the part of you that you still want to maintain the physical connection and you want to have that for yourself and for your partner. Now, I'll also tell you the, the one article, the first article I'm going to write for her is concerning that majority of people are not going to be sexual with someone that they don't eat with, 
okay? So they're going to be eating first and then eating afterwards, whatever. But the important thing is sharing a meal, breaking bread, doing something is of, you know, an, an oral fixation level is something that is crucially important in part of our social in part of the seduction, in part of how we learn about other people. Because let's be honest, if you have an appetite and someone doesn't listen to what your appetite is, you're not going to be all that interested, right? If someone, if you are really interested in, and want to try something and that person goes, oh, I have no interest in going to that, that restaurant, that tells you, that they're not open to other things. It's also, you know, I remember being told by this one gentleman that if you want to learn something about someone when you're first dating them, go and play a game with them, something that they don't know. Then you're going to find out how they react when they don't know what's going on, how they are about taking instruction, if they're competitive, if they cheat. And I mean, there's just different ways that you can learn about someone. And the seduction dinner is one of them. So that's going to be one of the blogs I'm going to write for. That's going to be the, the second one I'm going to write for Orna. My ideas of what some seduction dinners should be. And actually, you know what? We can probably go straight into the seduction dinners. Let's do that first. We'll do that at the top of, of, of the show. First thing you have to look at is, do you want to buy something or do you want to prepare it? And I'll tell you, if you have a member in your family who can help you with learning one or two things, that's really all you need. But you can't have the same seduction dinner every time, okay? You've got to be able to put new and different things into it. You have to make sure that when you are making it, it has the simplicity that you feel confident when you make it, and that you, you know, it could be something as simple as you have someone, um, you pour them different types of wine while you're tasting some nuts. Do something that most people wouldn't do. We do that when we're entertaining. We have a thing called the Venturi, the little thing where you pour wine through. And we also have a thing called the wine clip. So what we will do is we want people to taste and have exactly what they want. So we'll take particularly, you do this with red wine, of course, and you decant, you pour a little bit into a little small demi-tasse cup. And you have the person taste the type of wine. Do they want it with the Venturi, with this? It's amazing how many people will go, oh, I want that. Someone will want something else. But it's a simple way of people, A, having attention paid to them, and that they get what works for their taste buds. Because not everybody likes the same thing. I don't particularly like things that are spicy, but I have friends of mine who the first thing they ask for when they sit down is, do you have any hot sauce? If it's too hot for me, all I taste is heat. So when you do your seduction meal, what you can also do is let someone know that you have specially chosen things based on their potential aphrodisiacal qualities. Now, if you think it's an aphrodisiac, it is an aphrodisiac, okay? Because chances are you're going to have to eat a boatload of green beans in order to get the so-called benefit in what a vegetable may be. But if your brain thinks you're getting that, you are getting that. When you make and when you are doing any of your food preparation, make sure you've got something that you can feed someone with your hand, okay? A little finger food thing. 
simple, easy, and also something that doesn't fill you up too much. Remember this. You, if you are eating too much, if you decide you're going to be doing something afterwards, you're going to be too full. And I'll tell you, the person who told me that was the gentleman who is my um, Russian tailor. He happens to be from Russia. And I remember he, he said to me, Lou, tell them not to have too much. Too much, you can't do anything. <laughs> and I was like, Paul, I will let them know. The other thing, when we know how hugely uh, popular the series, the Twilight series has been, pay attention to that because in the original vampire movies, Dracula doesn't eat food, but Dracul prepares a seduction dinner for his victims. And I remember getting a vampire cookbook, and it was fabulous. So what I would do is I created a vampire dinner parties. And the meals, the majority of the things, were mainly Hungarian meals. So, But you can come up with anything you want. I mean, I'm in California. So, you know, you can come up with a, a, a vegan seduction meal, whatever works for you. But have the theme and have it be something to tell the person, I'd like you to bring... Um, a Hungarian wine to go with blah, blah, blah. And if you're not drinking alcohol, tell them to bring something that would be, you know, a European bottle of sparkling water, if that's your, your preference. But the important thing about any of this food and any of the preparation is that you are preparing your, you're creating the attention and you're preparing the seduction for both of you. Okay? Now, um, talked about the vampire. With Orna Bakes, <clears throat> if you go onto her site, you are going to see some of the most yummy foods ever, and they're so simple to make. So, and this again started, you know, from someone's passion and from wanting to do something where she wanted to create the food specifically for herself and for her family. Um, they have a young daughter who helps her with the food prep, which I think is absolutely darling. So now well, we've got 10 minutes. We're at 10 minutes after the hour. The, oh, here's the other thing. I had a conversation earlier today, going back to Fiona Fine, who was my guest last week with Goddess Connections. And I was having a conversation today with a friend of mine who she was saying, I, I, you know, what do I do about, you know, getting back into the dating world? And she had been dating this one person. She said, I finally figured him out because he's so simple and he only wants to do this and he doesn't want to do that. And, but I don't understand this other person. And I had said to her, you know what? I'm going to tell you a tip that this woman told me last week. You have to start dating like a man. So even though this one, you, you like this person, you know, the one, there's because there's another person that they're very interested in. Now, man A is the one who's very simple. Man B is the one who is contacting her regularly, sending her texts and emails. And she likes him, but she's not sure why he's doing this. And it really takes someone who can see things from the outside looking in. And my comment to her was, he is acting... This is a man, and she said he stammers and stutters and gets all blushy around her. And I said, do you not realize this guy is like totally crazy about you and he doesn't want to do something to screw it up? And she was like, really? I'm like, really? So she came down this litany of things to tell me, you know, of what he's doing. And I said, 
look at it this way. You are looking at it more from a male standpoint of why are they doing this? And he's doing things to try and evoke a reaction from you and to maintain contact with you because he thinks about you more than you think about him, which I'm just going to say this. It usually behooves it to have the man be more interested in the woman in a straight relationship because then he operates on the you are mine and he stays focused on you. We are going to be going to our first break. Please stay with me. I'm going to come back with great manual techniques after the break. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Why is religion such a thorny issue in our society and the world? And why has religion often become a source to divide people? rather than unite. Frank Talk with Dr. Ajaz is a forum for civil dialogue on religion and wellness on TogiNet Radio. Dr. Ajaz Nakvi invites leaders and activists from all walks of life and faith to engage in a civil discussion on religion and current events. Join us for Frank Talk with Dr. Ajaz every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. I'm just getting a little rig up here. That's a problem. There we go. There we go. Um, um, so before the break, I said that we were going to concentrate when I came back on manual technique. So I just wanted to finish with my comments before comments that a friend of mine who was saying who was saying that she didn't know what she didn't know. And I said, and I just be aware that when he is when he is contacting you, it's his way on a daily basis. Wanting to say contact with you, and it is something that she was like. Or do not but he is wanting to maintain the connection in the command, and you are the one who's 
the driver's seat. The driver, you couldn't let him know, couldn't let him know more comfortable having more comfortable come in. Having come in. And I mean, you could also let him know, that, hey, you know what? Hey, why don't we try something else? He doesn't have to be the only one making moves. He's not. He's not. He's not contacting you just because he wants to only talk to you about work. That's the safe thing for you because you only think about work. So I'm up on that. I'm up on that. Here we go. Let's go on to on manual techniques. Now, the thing that I'm going to and and again and this was the only thing that there was a woman there in our office who wanted to know who wants how do I do how do I do the great day contract. Same sense. 
conversation that a partner would be able to create for you, but we're going to do the best we can. So the first thing you're doing is the straight line motion. Then you're going to do the irregular pattern motion. Now you see how if you close your eyes, the first one, when it's a straight line, the nerves go, oh, goody, I know I'm next, because it's anticipated. Like when you're having a massage, you kind of like have an idea sometimes of what they're going to do, but when they change the pattern, your nerves become more sensitive because they're not expecting it. So remember that. When you are touching someone's body, don't always touch doing the same thing. Like if you're touching someone's arm and you're stroking back and forth like with the palm and then the back of your hand on someone's arm, that can feel really nice when you first do it a couple of times. But if you do it for about four minutes, it's not you don't want to bother you. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you're irritating, but you're irritating. Why do you think cats bite you? Why do you think cats bite you? They don't want it anymore. They want it anymore. So you need to create more, more, keep something that keeps the nerves awake. Keep the sensation, sensation fresh. Fresh. So another way to keep the sensation, aside from having an irregular pattern, is to change the pressure. Okay? So here's, I'm going to show you how to change pressure. Pressure. Take your, the hand that you don't write with, okay, and sort of just put it here in front of you again, palm facing down. Then take your other hand and put it on your back of your hand. So you put your index and your middle finger in the middle of the back of your hand. Your fingers are going to sort of be going straight out. Now, just put your hand, fingers there and just press it, okay? So I use this as the analogy. Imagine when you're first putting on a belt. When you first put the belt on, you're not thinking to yourself, um, you know, your body's going like this, your belt's there, your body's aware of this. But after about two or three minutes, your body goes like this, your body's belt's not there. Because it's a constant sensation, and your nerves don't have to do something to keep you aware of it, right? And this is the same thing with this. If you keep your fingers just with a form of pressure on the back of your hand, in a minute or so, your body's going to go like this. It'll stop. It'll start ignoring it. Now, move your fingers just a little bit, like a little wiggle, and see how that sensation is fresh again and it's new again. That's what you want to do. You want to keep your partner's the fresh sensation for your partner, and you want to keep it fresh for you. You don't want to get bored. That's what people want. They want to be able to do something that they know they can do well and easily. So you can do like this straight stroking. I happen to call it the swirl. The swirl. And you can do it all you over the body. For you can do it on someone's head. Someone's head. You can do it on the side of their neck. But the important thing is that you are using emotions that stay fresh, stay fresh constant, and particularly when you're doing anything genitally, you're using a lubricant, and you're watching your nails. Watching your nails. Let's talk about the ladies first. Okay, let's let's talk about something to a something to man. Someone with a penis. Okay. So this can be for semi-erect or erect. What you're going to do is you're going to ensure you have the lubricant in your hand, or you can, as I said last week, you can put it into your mouth and warm it up a little bit and just let it drizzle out. You would feed it between his legs. He's either on the couch, he's on the bed. But you're going to give yourself a comfortable position because if you're not in a comfortable position, it's not going to be fun for you. So here's one of the other things you can do that's a fun thing to do. Imagine um, lacing your fingers together, almost like you know, you're going down, going down women anyways, you're getting this. Your bridesmaid, you're holding um, a bouquet thing, like getting the flowers, so you're just holding it with both hands, right? Sort of at, sort of at 
lower, you know, tummy, tummy. Lay with your fingers. See what your fingers look like. Your fingers are interlacing. Fingers are interlacing, and your thumbs are at the back. Thumbs are at the back, right? Can you see that? Can you see that? You know, it's sort of like so. Lace your fingers together, and like you're at church, your palms are together. Now, your palms are going to be very well lubricated. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to go over the top of the man, and then what you're going to do is. And last week I did speak about this, that when you are doing any motion, don't do a motion that, you know, everyone thinks of the stroking motion as like the power stroke is the down stroke. In all actuality, for most men, what they have shared, and what you will see if you do happen to look at any um, adult material, the way most men get themselves hard for self-pleasuring is they pull away. So take a tip from that. So when you are doing something, you're Slightly stronger stroke of the up-down stroke is the up stroke, is the away stroke. It's not the down one. Now, and as any woman knows, if you have ever been with a man who, like, puts two fingers on top of a woman's clitoris and then just rubs like a seam, that is, like, so, like, irritating and hurts and hurts and it's like, it's like, whoa, So you don't want to make that same mistake and do that with a man where you just sort of grab on and just madly start like a jackhammer up and down. Now, it depends on the man. Some men do like something that firm because that's what they've learned to do for themselves. So keep in mind, keep in mind that when you are touching your partner, you're creating sensations that they cannot, okay, which is always a good thing. Also, when you are doing things with a man, remember that your hands are in essence creating an imposter vagina. So it's the heat, pressure, and moisture. And moisture. That's what men have said about three things that have to be made for entering a woman during, um, during intercourse. So you're going to go over the top, you've got the lubricated, the lubricated. You know, our palms are lubricated. You're going to go down to the bottom, and then when you get to the bottom, you're going to push, you're going to forward with one wrist. So literally, you're going to do like, you're going to do like long, slow, slow, almost like, almost like a slow rotation, slow rotation. And you're, what you, so remember I showed you, remember I showed you a stroke, and then you're going to be a regular pattern, regular pattern. That rotation, that rotation will help, and this is called, this is called, um, Heartbeat of America. Heartbeat of America. This is the thing that keeps going. You, you, I created that long term. I had long term onset sclerosis, sclerosis, and her wrist would get tired. So, so this was a way for her to support her wrist still and still do fun things with her fiance. Otherwise, she said, otherwise my wrist gets tired, too tired, too quickly. So that was great. That was my great. Now the other thing you can do when you're at the bottom, and actually, first in my first house. How to be a great lover. Barney's are illustrated in the, the book, you know, two step one, three, two step three. And some, they are some of the most popular. The one oh eight, one oh eight in how to be a great lover. We're going to be going for a break, and then I'm going to come back and talk about men, what men can do for manually for women. Please stay with us, and we will be right back. And by the way, in the book, it's all
This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. There's no us. Join host Kaylin Amadio for Act Local, marketing for small business. Kaylin helps concerned, confused, and even clueless small business entrepreneurs market simply, safely, and successfully. Join Kaylin for some Monday morning marketing madness that will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing for your local business, this marketing black belt will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin will feature a new tip that you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. Act Local Marketing for Small Business airs every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard time on the Rockstar Radio Network. Okay, we will. We're going to teach you how to tell your money where to go. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Learn how to be a savvy investor from someone who has your best interest at heart. Pam Otten is a financial advisor who loves to help successful business owners and entrepreneurs understand the mysteries of the investment world. And she's not afraid to share that knowledge. Pam is an unashamed Christian and qualified kingdom advisor, which means she's trained and committed to integrating biblical principles into her financial advice. Pam believes investing isn't rocket science. This is the financial advisor who's in your corner and truly understands and cares about you and helping you achieve your goals. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. It's Intelligent Investing with Pam Otten on Toginet. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. And by the way, if there is anyone who is interested in calling in uh, tonight uh, while I'm live, uh, the number is 877-864-4869, repeating 877-864-4869. And also, you know, just before the break, I was talking about the in my first book, How to Be a Great Lover, there are 22 different manual techniques that are in that book. And I just happen to be looking at it right now here in front of me. And Heartbeat of America is on page 108, and it shows the, you know, with the, the basket weaving, pardon me, with basket weaving and Heartbeat of America, it shows exactly how to do these step by step. These come straight out of my uh, seminar series that I do. So I want people to have what works best and that they can follow in the privacy of their own home. And, by the way, speaking of in the privacy of your own home, myself and Michael Russer are going to be doing, starting October 1st, we're going to be doing a 
four week, one hour, once a week, four weeks to extraordinary intimacy. And right now our tentative title on it is that this is a four hour, four week, one hour per week, and it's by invitation only, live coaching program designed specifically to help women and men in relationships achieve extraordinary emotional, physical, and spiritual intimacy with their partners. And you can do it in the privacy of your own home. How cool is that? And we want to ensure that we get the perfect thing. So this is going to be our, like our test that we're going to do. And given what I know I can deliver to people and that Michael is looking to deliver, we are, we are very excited about putting this four-week program together for people. And we want, again, couples who, it's this, and this is not about fixing stuff necessarily, but it is about giving people more, because most people, when they decide they're going to go look for information in the area of sexuality, it's because they've, or emotional stuff, it's because they've already been in it and they know it's kind of like, I'd like to try something new, or I'd like to bring something new in, and I want to have that connection back again. I happen to, speaking of stuff in the news, the gentleman who did um, She's Just Not That Into You, drawing a blank on his name, but he has a new thing coming out on, you know, something about how to do dating. And when I read it, I was like, surely to goodness you could have come up with more than that. He's being interviewed and it's just like, bottom line, one of his comments is, don't try and make more out of a date than a date. It's a date. It's just, oh, I know what the title is. It's just an effing date is the name of what he's talking about. Um, okay, but he, in my mind, he didn't give the women the stuff they were looking for. It was kind of like a, a brush off. Anyway, that is something. So I'm gonna, I'll talk about that. This program that I'm doing with Michael Russer, uh, and it's October first. What are our dates for it? Um, October first, eighth, fifteenth, and twenty second. Seven to 8 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, and we are going to handpick the people. So if anyone is interested, please contact my office, office at Lou Paget, and we can see if you know this is something that matches up for you, and we will bring you into our pilot, and there's no charge to you. The, pro- the thing that we require of you is that you are will be committed to have that time be open and that you're willing to um, do the exercises that we ask, which will be simple and easy to do at home. So anyways, now let me jump ahead and go to the things that men can do for women. One of the most important things to be aware of for both women and men is that women and men have two completely different sexual nerve response pathways. Male sexual response tends to be like this, orgasm, done. Women, it tends to be more like build, plateau, build plateau. And if there's too much too quickly, ouch, forget it. No. I had a a woman who her boyfriend had bought her uh, a tiny little vibrator. And I have to tell you, some of those tiny little vibrators are way too strong. And she said, we were talking, we were shooting um, some videos, some instructional videos that we were doing. And she goes, oh my goodness me. She said, all it did, she said it didn't do anything for me. And I asked, did you use it before? And she goes, no. And I said, well, what did you... um, how did you, and I said, was it just too strong? She goes, well, I said, did it numb you? She goes, yes. And I said, did you just like stick it on there and leave it? And she's like, oh, yeah. I said, uh-uh. That's one of the things. We have been conditioned by a male model of sexual function. 
So the male model of sexual function is that you do it higher, harder, longer, and deeper. It's, of course, going to be better because that's what men do for themselves. That is not what works for women. If you do it higher, harder, and longer, and deeper, she's going to get sore, period. And then it's not going to be fun factor. So what I tell men is start more from the outside. Even So it's the same thing. Don't go straight into the most sensitive area, either clitorally or on the breast area or wherever it may be. Start from the outside and go in. And for any woman, start with a very smooth hand motion. Do not use your fingertips right away and watch out for your fingernails because if you've got fingernails there doing things on her, that is, if you hit her with a fingernail, you might have, you, you've just set yourself back. You know, at, Well, you've just ended the event because all she's thinking is, when is it going to happen next? And it's, ouch, okay? If you are going to be incorporating a vibrator or something like that, only, you know, use it a little bit across the top at first, the top, the top of the clitoris, and around, and then back over to the sides. Do not just take it and go straight on thinking that that's the way to do it. No, if you do not have the ability to build up, it, it's going to cross that thin line between what feels good and what is ouch, okay? The other thing, the thing that works best for women is not intercourse as the way to orgasm. For some women, it does, but for the majority, that isn't the case. It is through manual and through oral sensation. So men who know how to use their hands well and their tongues well, they should be cloned, which is actually one of the messages that when I had Michael Russell on and we were talking about Hardly Broken, his book talking about, you know, as a result of his prostatectomy and cancer therapies that he now has complete erectile dysfunction. And he learned his, I mean, his skill technique really is in the area of the manual and of the attention and of the oral. And that is something that many times men think, oh dear, I'm not doing it, you know, well enough. The other thing that will often happen for women if, you know, if they have a partner, whether it's a, you know, a female partner or a male partner, they worry that they are taking too long. Again, because we have that male sexual function model, which just tells you you've got to you know, do it fast, you know, do it quickly, you have to have an orgasm. And I'll tell you, I, my guest on September 11th is going to be Dr. Madeline Castellanos. And we were speaking today on how the... I asked her, she happens to be in New York, she's an MD, and I said, how did you get into this? Because for, I, I know, um, being one of the, being the vice chair of the first endowed chair, the council, the fundraising council for the first endowed chair in human sexuality, that the majority of medical schools do not have a uh, thorough, decent, or even for some of them, any instruction in the area of sexual health. And she found that herself, that here she is, she's a young resident, she's speaking with people in the area of, of psychiatry, and they're saying, the women are asking her because she happens to be Cuban-born, these women were divorced and they're saying, I, I need to get some information about sexuality. So she went to her, um, one of her, her mentors and said, I need to get information. And they, she was literally told, oh, you don't, do not be talking to them about sex. She said, I'm their doctor. They're asking me, what are you talking about? So she ended up having to educate herself 
in large part in the same way I did. You know, she had the sciences background, but educated herself. But what she also looked at is that there are more young men coming to see her who think that they have erectile issues because they are patterning themselves after what they are seeing online. And, you know, they see this guy undo a zipper and this thing sort of springs out. Well, did anyone ever, you know, sort of do the disclaimer on the bottom and go, excuse me, there's a fluffer involved somewhere. There's someone who is keeping him incredibly, you know, you know, firm and ready to do boing out of his pants. That isn't what a normal person does. Normal people are not kept on the side of the room with a fluffer. So I'm going to have her as my guest September 11th. But one of the things for men is that you have to know that your fingers might be too firm and there might be too much pressure. The same way that men may use um, their, their tongue a little too much inside of a woman's mouth. You have to gauge the pressure the way that works best for her. So ask her to put her hand over top of yours and guide the motion if she's comfortable doing that. And that's what, you know, Madeline and I were talking about, Dr. Castellano and I, Dr. Castellanos and I were talking about today is that many women don't look at themselves. They expect they sort of give up and have their partner be the one who's responsible for their sexual pleasure. Well, how dumb is that? You know, this is, you're communicating to someone. It's your body saying what words do not. Speak up. And even if you're shy about it, even you know, if you've been with someone for a period of time, and I said this to my friend who was asking, and, you know, I was giving her Fiona Fine's, you know, suggestions. You know, you're a beginner. You're not supposed to know. Try something new. And even if you want to introduce something new with your partner, put it on the table in the morning, you know. Put it, you know, in the bathroom if you have kids around and you, and you don't want them to see. But remember that you and you alone are responsible for bringing new into your relationship. And that's new in attitude. That's new in what the product might be. If you are going to be using, by the way, a lubricant on women, please use one that's water-based and use one that doesn't have a whole bunch of perfumes or other colors or other stuff in it. First off, if it's got all kinds of colors in it and it's going to make a mess of the sheets, she's not going to be interested, okay? Because that means laundry. But use something that is going to heighten and allow the, you know, ease of motion Circular motions are great, padding motions are good, but something that keeps the constant firm contact for a woman with the moisture, that's why oral sex is one of the number one reasons that works for women. And with that, here comes the break, and I'll be back with Sex in the News right after this. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. Get ready for Wise Up Radio, leveraging your learning, leadership, and legacy with Donna Kimbrand, the edgy evolutionary, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. If you're an entrepreneurial leader or visionary, 
Stay ahead of your game with insights, tools, and strategies that give you the thought leader's edge. Each week, join Donna and her guests as she'll ask the edgy questions, help you discover game-changing shortcuts to better thinking and learning, how to explore the ripple effects of leadership excellence, and how to create your life as a living legacy, where the legacy you leave is the life you live. As thought leaders, you need strategies to help you enjoy the confidence and thrill of riding the wave of rapid change. For more on Donna, check out her website, GameChangerThinking.com. Then join the conversation and sharpen up your wits on Wise Up Radio with Donna Kimbrand, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. <laughs> uh, welcome back, everyone. It's amazing how much fun I can have here by myself. Um, anyways, this segment is going to be... Oh, and for anyone who is interested, by the way, if you would like to... Um, Know more about the manual techniques. My first book is How to Be a Great Lover, and there are 22 different manual techniques in it. For the men who would like to, or, you know, women's partners, you can look at How to Give Her Absolute Pleasure. Again, you know, that's my second book. Or you can also look at The Great Lover Playbook. Or there's also Orgasms, How to Have Them, Give Them, and Keep Them Coming. So they are... There's different techniques illustrated in each one of them, but I do talk about manual, oral, and intercourse in all of them, and they're illustrated step-by-step so you and your partner can follow the maps. So here's the sex in the news segment. Now, tonight I'm going to start with, I'm just going to like quickly go over some of the things that I noted. Um, Okay, let's talk about Miley Cyrus for approximately two minutes or maybe a minute. Everyone, you know, there are many people who are, like, totally outraged that she was supposedly twerking on the VMA Awards. Well, by the way, people, she was not twerking, which is a, it was a completely different thing that she did. Now, were some of the things that she was doing, you know, autoerotic and, you know, sexually suggestive? Yeah, but you know what? I'll tell you right now, the advertisers for the VMA Awards, I'm sure were just happier than punch that that's what was happening. Both she and Lady Gaga are known for being able to do things that draw attention. They have the bodies to do so. And, you know, Robin Thicke was fine with this. 
it wasn't like he was backing away from it. The thing that they were there to do was to entertain. And, but she wasn't technically twerking. So before people start saying this is what she was doing, people look at what it is and get it through your own eyeballs before you repeat it. Stop this. It makes me just nuts where people do this stuff. Okay, that's one. Now, can I tell you, I think there's a judge on the bench in Montana who needs to be tendering his resignation. What? This is the guy who sentences, how old is the, the man? The man was 52 years old. He was a high school teacher who had been having sex with a girl when she was 14 years old, and she committed suicide just before her 17th birthday, which means people that in the higher math world means she was 16. And do you know what the teacher, you know what the judge said? is the girl acted older than she really was. I'm like, listen, Cherise Morales was 14 years old. We don't even allow people to drive a car before they're 16. And he's saying she acted a lot older than she seemed. I'm like, please, someone has got to take these antiquated, ridiculously anachronistic attitudes out of... (laughs) Anna just wrote on here, shoot him. I concur, darling. Thank you. (laughs) And, you know, I'm like, what in heaven's name is this man, this judge, making these ridiculous comments for? If he, if this Judge Bach had someone else, if that had been his granddaughter, I'll tell you right now, he would have been singing a different tune, baby. So, anyways, that was a my slapdown of Judge Bach in Montana. And there's also, you may have seen that there's glasses now that people can take to bars they are being developed right now where you can tell whether or not um, you have had any type of drug added into your drink. So you know whether or not, you know, you should, you know, continue on or like say that's it. So, or someone's going to know if you, um, someone roofied you. So here's the one thing that I was going to go after this week. I work in the world of sexuality, and I work in the world of science and sexuality. And on my birthday, sharp intake of breath, I happened to get this press release from Marianne Liebert Incorporated Publishers. And it was for a group of three researchers who had written that Fifty Shades of Grey romanticizes sexual violence and emotional, emotional abuse of women. Now, I have to tell you, in no way do I ever want to take away from what happens with interpersonal violence, with stalking, with women getting abused. That is absolutely something of which never should be occurring in the first place. But I also think that if we are looking at something, we have to be clear and clean about what our intention is when we are examining. And I have to tell you, I think that the women who did this study, let me just give you a little background on what happened here. Fifty Shades of Grey happens to be a trilogy that is 1,625 pages, okay? Now, when I look at these things, there is a PDF that is 12 pages. So I called the uh, publishers, Marion Liebert, and I ended up speaking to Catherine Rule, who was very helpful, and sent me the full PDF study, which is called Double Crap. Abuse and Harm Identity in Fifty Shades of Grey. And what I have seen with their methodology is we have a researcher who her area of specialty happens to be um, defining 
and doing an analysis. Of, she is an expert, and her name is Amy Bonomi. And she was the lead author, led by the first author. She's an expert in qualitative methods and dynamics of violent couples. So she provided training and oversight in the documentation and themes that were looked at by the three authors. So step one, they read the area. They read the books. Now, let me tell you how much of the book they supposedly read. 124 pages, eight chapters. So they, did, they didn't even read 10% of the books, which I have to tell you makes me go sideways. People, if you're going to talk about something, read the entire thing. Do not act like a statistician and just decide you're going to pick and choose to support your hypothesis and what your, your area of study is. Look at it from a true scientific standpoint and look at everything. Don't cherry pick and just take out statements. There isn't one thing in what they talked about in their review of it that talked about love, that talked about the relationship of these two, how they interacted with one another, not one thing. They went after the same statements to support what they were looking for. That is as good as any statistician who goes, there was a 50% increase because the numbers increased from one out of 1,000 to two out of 1,000. That's a 50% increase, by the way, people. And that's what statisticians do. I looked at this and I went, I take away nothing from people who are having issues. I have one of my closest girlfriends had to move across the country because she was being stalked. It is no laughing matter. I know of other women who have had, I mean, I had a very emotionally abusive relationship. It is something that it does wear you down. I see what they're talking about when she talks about the CDC definitions of interpersonal violence. But I'm going to tell you right now, Fifty Shades of Grey does not romanticize violence. Let's back this up. I have 110 pages of notes in having read those three books because I needed to know about what was in them. Every time there is a complete blow-up disaster of what happens between the two of them emotionally and physically, it is Anastasia who initiates the action, not Christian. They also don't talk about, she makes the comment that, well, you know, she... Her father died, and there were three different stepfathers, which would lead to, you know, having interpersonal issues and problems with men. B.S. I'm going to tell you right now, bullshit factor big time on that one, because she had a phenomenal relationship with her second stepfather, and he's the one who gave her some of her best life skills in work, in, because he was a military guy. She learned how to shoot a gun. She learned how to do all kinds of things because of him. And she also was well aware, Anastasia was well aware of women not being able to choose men well because her mom was a complete airhead. These three researchers focused solely on wanting to support this one author's studies because what they did in their methods, I look at the methodology. Step two, to ensure consistency in our interpretations of the definitions of interpersonal violence and harmed identity, each author read and described themes in a narrative format from the first eight chapters of Fifty Shades of Grey, i.e. the first 124 pages. Then they posted them. Step two was, that, that, that was step two. Step three was they had to have a consistency in the interpretations. So what the lead author did is she told them how they were to be thinking. Well, that doesn't come out right. If people are supposed to be looking at something, 
aren't they supposed to be using their own cognitive and their own ability to determine what's going on and not be told how to think? Let me tell you something. If anyone knows anyone who has done a master's or a PhD, they know full well that that person ended up having to do the grunt work and the follow-up work for someone who wanted to publish a paper. And I have a hard sciences background. I know that when you are writing a paper and you're looking at something, now I really should have Amy Bonomi on my show and talk to her because I want to me, anytime something is this popular and is this powerful, I know it's huge in, in India where I speak. I know it's huge all over the world. But I don't want people thinking it could not possibly be as popular as it is if it actually did romanticize sexual violence and emotional abuse. It doesn't. It really talks about a love story. So as I, excuse me while I take my little, I'm all puffed up like a little puffed up cat right now. So let me go back to what's coming forward in the next couple of weeks. I talked about that um, next week is going to be a rerun. I am going to be away, so September 4th. And on September 11th, my guest is going to be, <laughs> and it just sent me a funny note. Um, next, on the September 11th, my guest is going to be Dr. Um, Madeline Castellanos. And then please be aware that as of October 1st, 8th, 15th, and 22nd, Michael Russer and I are going to be doing a webinar for people who, a very select group, they're going to be, you know, as we, it's going to be by invitation, for couples who want to have four weeks to extraordinary intimacy. And by the way, for anyone who wants to have great energy and to have great follow-up on stuff. I'm taking an energy drink right now. Knocks my socks off. You can email me at my office, office at loupadgett.com, and I'll give you some more update on it. Thank you so much for being with me this week, and I will talk with you again on September 11th. Bye for now. Thank you for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou.